Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Retroist. My love affair with Duck Hunt started a little bit after Nintendo had premiered in the United States. I'd mentioned this on an earlier show. We had gone over to FAO Schwartz in New York. If you've ever seen the movie Big, FAO Schwartz is the magical toy store that Tom Hanks visited. It's an amazing place. When you're a kid, it's Wonderland. And at this Wonderland, they had this Nintendo display with no other game but Duck Hunt. Now, I had seen Nintendo at my friend's house, but they didn't have Duck Hunt. And I wouldn't even say I'm a big fan of shooting games, but for some reason, I was completely enamored of this game. I made my way to the front of the line, got my hand on that zapper gun, and it was difficult to drag me away from that display. I just couldn't get enough Duck Hunt. That game triggered in me a desire for the Nintendo that had not existed before. I was hardcore into Atari, and I am not much for changing quickly. Now the odd thing was, all I would talk about was Duck Hunt when I was trying to get my mom's attention. I wanted Duck Hunt, I wanted Duck Hunt. When I did get my Nintendo, it did not come with Duck Hunt. I did not get a pack-in that had Duck Hunt, nor did I have the zapper when I first started. That really didn't matter, because the Nintendo Entertainment System on its own is great. And I'd like to thank Duck Hunt, which I'm sure had an effect on many other people, for introducing me to the next generation of console, one that would take up a lot of my time and help me move on from my Atari. So on today's show, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about Duck Hunt. We'll talk about the people who created it, its predecessors, how to play the game, some of its ports, and we'll throw in a few surprises here and there. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show. Duck Hunt was released in the mid-80s, but to get a good idea of its history, we have to go back over a decade to the mid to early 1970s. And like most great Nintendo things, it started in Japan when Hiroshi Yamachi was reading about shooting competitions. Eventually, he would go on to become the president of Nintendo. Sadly, he passed away in 2013. Yamachi wondered if they could take some technology they were working on. It's called the Opto Electronic Gun 
SP and use it to make a shooting simulation. And he went to his assistant, Gunpei Yokoi, and I'm sorry if I'm butchering names, I will do that, I'm sure, a lot. And together with some other brilliant people, they decided this was in fact feasible, and they started work on what would be called the laser clay shooting system. If you've heard the name Gunpei Yokoi before, it's probably because he is credited as the creator of the Game Boy and Game & Watch systems that Nintendo is still hugely famous for. Maybe not the watch systems, but everybody knows the Game Boy. Sadly, he passed away in 1997. Very young, age 56. This original laser clay shooting system would be big and would fill in to bowling alleys in Japan, basically after the crash of this bowling fad that had taken root in the 1960s and was replaced by another fad that persists to this day, karaoke. It was pretty pricey to install these. We're talking over 4 million yen for each system because it had overhead projectors and really interesting landscapes. It was working, and they started to buy out deserted bowling alleys to make this work. And the test locations that they put them in were quickly running at capacity. Now, while this was going really well, there were some economic problems in Japan. And just as quickly as this craze started to sweep Japan, orders started to dry up, and they were sitting on a major investment. People still liked the idea of the shooting game, but installing it in huge facilities at high amounts of money was not in the cards anymore. So they developed a smaller version called the Mini Laser Clay System, which would fit into arcades, something that we would even recognize today. The Mini version of the game didn't capture the public's attention as quickly as the original, because that was this brand new thing out of nowhere. But eventually, it would gain enough success that they would release more and more versions of it, including Shooting Trainer, Battle Shark, Skyhawk, Test Driver, and the 1976 game Duck Hunt. Now there's some controversy about different product lines and which product line this really belonged to, but I think we can see the train of creation and the evolution of the game. And you can see the version of Duck Hunt, the 1976 version on Duck Hunt, online. There are several videos of it. It's pretty simple, but still pretty amazing. The ducks are very random, which I imagine would make it challenging. I've sadly not gotten to play it. And if you are annoyed by the dog, and we'll talk a little bit about the dog later, you'll be happy to know that there is no dog in the light gun version of the 1976 Duck Hunt. What's interesting about the 1976 Duck Hunt is it's a home system, so not even meant for arcades. And that's where people really discuss where did this really evolve from. What's truly incredible is that that original bowling alley-sized gaming system was just released in 1973. And by 1976, they had a home version for this. So just amazing how quickly technology moves forward. The game we would recognize as Duck Hunt was designed by Gunpei Yokoi and Masayuki Umura and was released on April 21st, 1984 in Japan. With Gunpei being involved, you do see the direct descent from the laser system to the beam gun system that they used at home and into the modern age, or at least mid-80s modern age of gaming. If the name Masayuki Yumura sounds familiar, it is because he is credited as the designer of the actual Nintendo Entertainment System. So some pretty big bona fides 
In addition, you had Hirokazu Tanaka doing music, and we'll talk a little bit about him a little later. And on art, you had Hiroji Kiyotaki, who would work on lots of amazing games, including Metroid, Kid Icarus, Super Mario Land 2, and a lot of the Wario titles. The Retroist Podcast will return after these messages. of the Nintendo Entertainment System. When you master Rob the Video Robot and meet the challenge of Gyromite. When you shoot the light-sensing Zapper. When you play the system with the most arcade hits. You're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. We are Nintendo Ultimate TV Game System. Aim your zapper gun. You cannot beat us. Even with your robot partner, you cannot beat us. Discover new worlds. You cannot beat us. We are Nintendo. We challenge for players. You cannot beat us. And now back to the Retroist Podcast. As I mentioned, the game was first released on April 21st, 1984 in Japan, and then as a launch game for the NES in the United States and North America in October of 1985. It would also get released in Europe in 1987. Now, most people who played this game played it on their Nintendo Entertainment Systems, but there was also an arcade release of this game. We'll talk just a little bit about the differences a little later, but don't be surprised if you're ever in a classic arcade. You might occasionally encounter a duck hunt if you're lucky. Now, about the game itself, it's a shooter, and the objective is to shoot fast-moving, fast, put that in air quotes, targets on your screen, and it's first person, and you use the amazing zapper light gun. In each round, you have 10 targets to shoot, and depending on the game mode that you decide, either one or two targets will appear on the screen at any time. You have three shots to hit them before they disappear. If you do not hit the minimum number of targets to advance, the game will be over. And it gets more difficult, like all games should, as you move into higher rounds. They move faster, the minimum number of targets you gotta shoot will increase, and points are scored when you shoot a target, and you get a bonus if you shoot all the targets in a single round. The game has three different modes. In game A, you are shooting at flying ducks in a lovely woodland area. One duck will appear on the screen at a time. In game B mode, two ducks will appear at the same time. It's also in the woodland area. What's kind of cool, if you have a normal NES controller hooked up, a second player can jump in and play controlling the duck by moving the controller around, which is kind of fun. You can make this a two-player game. Not everyone realized that at the time. It's probably took me a while to figure that out. There's also a game C mode where instead of shooting birds, you shoot clay pigeons. I remember my cousin would get in trouble if his mother found him shooting the duck mode. He was only allowed to play this in clay pigeon mode because she didn't want him killing anything, even in video game mode. So whenever she would leave, we would secretly shoot at the ducks with one of us watching the door to make sure we wouldn't get caught. The game goes basically to 99 rounds. If you make it up to 99 rounds, it switches over and goes to round zero. You basically get a kill screen. Game starts going nuts. And sometimes the targets appear or not at all. Eventually, it just sort of ends. 
Duck Hunt was released as an arcade game. It was part of the Nintendo Verse series in 1984 and was called Verse Duck Hunt. There's some differences, one of which is amazing, but when you're playing, it's kind of a combination of Duck Hunt Game B and Duck Hunt Game C with two additional ducks per round. And you have to shoot three duck targets at a time instead of two. And if you miss a duck, you lose a life. And when all your lives are gone, the game ends. Now here's the fun part. After every second round, you get a bonus stage where you shoot ducks and get bonus points. But the dog in the game, and let's start talking about this dog now, kind of put it off. There's a dog in this game. And in the home version of it, he is kind of a jerk. He laughs at you when you don't do well, and there's nothing you can do about it. And believe me, if you've played this, you have tried to shoot that dog because you can't help it. Even if you were having a perfect game and you knew that it would end your game, you would still occasionally want to shoot that dog. In this version of Duck Hunt, the arcade version, during these bonus rounds, the dog jumps out and can put himself in the line of fire. If you shoot him, your bonus round ends immediately. Very worth it, if you ask me. After all the pent-up rage that you can have over this dog over the years, it kind of feels good to shoot him. Does this sound familiar? That is the music to Duck Hunt. It was composed by the great Hirokazu Tanaka, great video game music maker working at Nintendo. Tanaka, or Hip, was born in 1957, sometimes called Chip Tanaka, probably best known for making some amazing music, ones that you'll recognize, including the music you hear in Super Mario, Metroid, Dr. Mario, Kid Icarus, Tetris and so on and so on and so on. What's amazing is that not only was he making great music, but he's also an engineer and worked on projects related to the Game Boy, including the Game Boy camera and the Game Boy printer. I've always wanted a Game Boy printer for some reason. I don't know why, but just think of all the talent that this guy has. There's a lot of people who make great audio based on video game music, and they're creating it right now in the world. But there are only a couple of people who are legends in the early creation of this music, and Mr. Tanaka is definitely one of them. Hopefully he will continue to make great music for years to come. Quick note about cheating in Duck Hunt. If you're going to play this game, just take a step back. Don't put your gun right against the screen. I had a lot of friends who would do this, rack up score. It's not really a game at that point. If you're just trying to impress your friends, it's not really worth it. Just get better at the game. That's all. Makes life a lot better. Okay, now that I've said that, I totally used to do that all the time. And I would try to time it so that when my friends came over, they would be shocked at how good I was doing. But I really would just have been really close to the screen shooting the ducks to try to get my score up. So that's just between you and me. Don't tell anybody. Some of you might be saying, but what about Quack? Okay, there's one of you is saying that. There was a game called Quack with an exclamation point. Quack! which was released in 1974 by a company called Atari. And it's a video game that has a light gun where you shoot ducks. And a duck flies across the screen, and you have three shots to kill it. And then a hunting dog runs out and gets the duck. This is a game that I keep looking for in arcades and arcade shows. And I think I got to play it when I was younger, but I don't have a distinct memory of it. Sadly, it's one of those games that is not well documented online, constantly looking for videos of gameplay. So it's on my list of games, and one day I will find it. 
Some people have said that basically Duck Hunt was a ripoff of Quack. I can't prove that. I'd love to hear somebody else's opinion. They do seem to have some things in common, but if you're going to make a game about duck hunting, there's not a lot of different things you could do. So I think that there's a good chance that if you didn't put a hunting dog in there, or if you didn't have ducks in a game called Duck Hunt, you really weren't having a game called Duck Hunt. The Retroist Podcast will return after these messages. What will the future bring from Nintendo? More hits like Super Mario Brothers. Arcade hits like Kung Fu. Nintendo has the most video game hits. Hogan's Alley, Duck Hunt, and more like Baseball and Excitebike. And you can play them only on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. What's it like to play the Nintendo Entertainment System? The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. And now back to the Retroist Podcast. For those who are fans of that very adorable, annoying dog, he was included in the Super Smash Brothers title as a character, and Duck Hunt itself has been released for the Virtual Console, so if you want Duck Hunt action, you can play it on more modern systems. Now, although this game has a lot of repetitiveness, it was very popular, and I'd like to say... Now, it's because it's an amazing game, which I think it is, but some people have said it gets repetitive, which can, but it was also a pack-in, meaning it was included with many Nintendo Entertainment Systems that were sold. So you have to fold in that number into how many copies were sold. But even with that, the number of people who own this game is staggering. There's 28 million copies of this game out there. So if you want Duck Hunt, it is not a difficult one to find. I think most flea markets or garage sales I go to where someone has a stack of NES games, there's a Duck Hunt in it. And maybe that's because every collector already has Duck Hunt, so nobody is picking it up. Games have gotten very complicated nowadays, especially first-person shooters. They've gotten very realistic. In a lot of ways, for the home console system, Duck Hunt was one of the earlier first-person shooters, and it introduced people to the idea that what you see is what you interact with. And as we see nowadays moving forward with virtual reality and with just the creeping realism of games, that's the future. So you have to wonder how many developers, how many decision makers were inspired by this one title to think, well, what if it was more realistic looking? What if I could move through the world? I don't know if we'll ever fully understand the legacy of Duck Hunt, but the good news is we don't have to understand its legacy. We can appreciate it for what it is, which is a fun distraction that you can play not just with the retro hardware, which you can go out and get, and it's still relatively affordable, but you can play it on modern systems. And if you're lucky and you're at an arcade, you can play it there and shoot that lovable hound. Either way, I hope you'll spend some time appreciating the amazing game that is Duck Hunt.
Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, you can drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist.com and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show is by Peachy. Apologies again for butchering names. I am terrible at pronouncing people's names. Even after trying to hear other people pronounce them online, I tend to just butcher them. My apologies again. Hopefully you're still getting something out of it, even with the mispronunciation. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. So, shooting the light gun through the Coke bottle didn't make it a shotgun. Not at all. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.